When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare tri-term medical plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare tri-term medical plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Hello and welcome to episode 184 of 20 Minute Tims. I am joined this week by... <clears throat> Shit. Uh, <laughs> <fuck>. <laughs> this week, Cal, you dig it, sucker. Celtic score five times against Nomi. We've won the league again. Fly the flag. We host St. Johnson this weekend as we raise the eighth league flag in a row. All this and more on the latest episode of 20 Minute Tims. Hello and welcome to episode 184 of 20 Minute Tims. I'm Jamie and I'm joined this week by Stephen. Hail and indeed hail, guys. And Melly. The boys are here. The boys are here. The boys are back in town. Um, Celtic aren't back in town, though, but we are. Yeah, I suppose you could probably say that. Celtic yeah. have still got a wee bit of holiday left well, on the domestic front. Nearly halfway there. Nearly halfway there to the promised land of the Champions League. Yes. <laughs> sort of. I uh, yeah, know. It's never that simple. Um, first things first, a little bit of housekeeping. And that, of course, means Patreon. Yep. Um, what's been on the Patreon recently, Stephen? Since, Since the last Monday night, we've had the uh, melee at the match for the home tie against Nomi Kalju. That was myself and Melly recording in a car. Yes. Quite literally going to the game. Sauna. Yep. <laughs> I know, it's brutal. <laughs> um, <laughs> I bet the windows were like that scene in Titanic, just oh, handprints coming down. Yeah, it's it's high-tech stuff. It's myself and Melly recording in the car on the way to the game. A wee Listen, bit of audio that, that, from... That's yep. what you've got to do when you're that's at the game. It. You've got to make it work. It's authentic as you get. Right. It's us quite literally at the game. Uh, pre-match thoughts, post-match thoughts, and a wee bit of audio from in and around the stadium. Speaking of saunas, though, we've also recorded the latest... TMT Friday phone-in. Yes, which, which was a whole bucket of nonsense, yes, really. Fun sure nonsense. Was. That might be, it was a bit of a bumper episode this this time around because, as listeners to it will have gathered, it was our 100th Patreon episode, yes. so it was a bit of a celebration. That's 100 episodes on Patreon and you get every single one of them for just walking in the door. That's 100 that, episodes right in your pocket. I actually, I actually think that's quite a good hook by signing up to Patreon, you get all the old stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, but as, as I said, speaking of the fact there was a sauna, it was probably the hottest day of the year and yeah. you and I just we uh, hold ourselves away and answered the p- probably the silliest bunch of questions we've had today. It was fun, immensely yeah. entertaining. I enjoyed always, it. Yeah. That is the the treble tier phone in. Those people on the treble tier can phone in with their calls and yes. questions and put them to us. And I sweated through a pair of jeans. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we also had the guys doing some twenty minute movies. Yes, that's some, right. A wee bit different, a wee taster on that. I quite enjoy that one though. Yeah, it's a little bit of bonus material for for the patrons. We've got a couple of couple of guys, Awais and Cameron, who are pretty enthusiastic film buffs. Um, and they do short, punchy, little informative podcasts for us called 20-Minute Movies on there. Uh, it's, it's been pretty well received yeah, so far. Yeah, yeah. Trying to diversify it. the content a wee bit. I know. People are liking it. Yeah. Uh, on the Patreon, those of you who have been signing up to the treble tier recently have noticed that as a reward for that, you get a mug. Yep. Um, the mugs have been enormously popular, but much like everything... Everything good must come to an end, and the mugs are coming to an end. Yep, while stocks last, and stocks do not last at no. this point. So we're putting a deadline on the mugs as of the end of July. You will still get a mug. Anyone who signs up after that, well, Stephen, we're working on a new and exciting new reward for those people, which all shall be revealed. Yep, we sure are. TBC, details TBC, but we're working hard on something something new and, and quite cool coming along for the new reward. Yes, and that we'll hopefully get to announce that next week, but... Yeah. The Selic. Yeah. That's why people are tuning I in. I forgot that's what we're hearing. That's why about, people yeah. are tuning in. They like to hear us talk about the Selic. Melly, were you at the game? Yes. Certainly were. You done Melic the match. Stephen, 
proof positive you were at the game. I heard you on Melee at the match. Yes, that's right. I was the special guest on yeah. Melee at the match, yeah, on I was at, podcast. I was at the game and boy, did I enjoy it. First of all, didn't know what to wear. No, no. Um, I, I bottled out of the shorts. I very nearly stuck the shorts on, but then for some reason... My legs are like matchsticks. <laughs> Last time you seen legs like this, they were sticking at a nest. I cannot... <laughs> I cannot wear shorts to the game. It's SpongeBob. <laughs> That's exactly that. SpongeBob. I'm all shoulders and back, mate. Um, Melly, how did you enjoy the game? It was good. Very good. 5 0. We haven't seen probably a poorer team as Nomi Kalju, but we haven't seen a result for, like that from Celtic in these qualifiers. No matter how what team we play, it's always a bit sticky, always a bit start a season. But we absolutely scalped them. We play pish teams week in, week out in the league, Stephen. We didn't really... Neil Lennon's not battered anyone 5-0, if I remember correctly. No, well, that's that's a good point because we say that Nomi Kalju is a poor team and I do agree with that. I thought they were really quite poor. But just because they aren't particularly technically proficient doesn't mean they're a pushover because, as you say, we see it all the time. Hamilton Aki's aren't a good team, but yeah. sometimes they can be stodgy and difficult to play against. So Celtic still deserve credit for going out there and, and absolutely battering them after what was a, a sticky start. They dominated the game from start to finish, but it, was, it wasn't until the first goal went in that we really kicked into gear. Um, up until that point, there had been a little bit of maybe slack passing just as the, the players found their way into this new formation. They haven't yet played it. Um, but mm. after that, it was it was plain sailing. It was a really good performance, I thought. Uh, after us, Melee criticising last week Neil Lennon's preseason performance for not having enough goals. Us, he li- us he us, says. Yes. <laughs> Sorry. Well, okay, me. Well, he listened. That was a uh, that was thorough, thorough. And we know why. Why two up front? Two. <laughs> yeah, right, two up front equals two goals. Your uh, Celtic played three five two. Yes, interesting. I, I said I said last week. I believe I did. I, I quite like a three five two. Not sure. I'm no. not sure. Why? Not quite sold on it. Well, that team were dreadful. They didn't pose any one cross in the first half and then a chance towards the end, which was Celtic's fault. But they didn't cause us any problems, meaning we have three centre-backs sitting there and Scott Brown, needless. Yes. Mm. Um, the, the two up front, Stephen, meant that Lee Griffiths could make his long-awaited return to the side. Um, it's been a difficult road back for Lee, but he's either back or certainly 99% of the way they're back. Yeah, absolutely. Man of the match who was voted yeah. in the stadium. I don't, I don't agree with that right enough, but it was a nice gesture to, yeah. to give him that on his return. It was great to see him get that goal. I um, think he said that as well. Yeah. Christy on the bench. Should have been you. No, right, did he? <laughs> well, <laughs> fair enough. Um, yeah, Griffiths back for the first his first start since December. Yeah. So it is a long road back. That's eight months, almost eight months of almost no action whatsoever. We we couple of cameos here and there of late. I don't think it should be underestimated though, because you know coming back from any mental ill health is, is difficult enough. You know coming back to be a professional footballer is very difficult. Yeah, coming back to be a Celtic player and strains, is about as difficult as it gets. Yeah, the strains both physically and mentally that come with that as well. Yeah. It's not it's not only difficult to get your your mindset back in the, the place it needs to be to yeah. be a professional athlete. You also have to be a professional athlete. You have to get up to that standard of fitness. Yeah. And I think Neil Lennon has said that he's not quite there yet. You can see he's still maybe lacking a wee bit in fitness, which is why he was taken off after 58, 59 minutes. But to get back to the level where he's scoring his trademark free kick already is highly encouraging. But on the two up front, it's actually the first time both Griffiths and Edward have been on the same pitch since the 6-0 away win over St Johnston last season, which was in October. So, six goals in that, five goals in this. There's your answer. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not as simple as that. But it's, it is the first time they've been on the, the same pitch for a long time because generally, even stretching back into last season, it's usually one off for the other. One will start and then they'll, they'll switch maybe between the 16th and 17th minute. So, I'm not I'm not entirely sold on the two up front because I don't think it's as simple as more quote strikers on the pitch equals more goals because you actually lose a little bit of attack if you have two strikers on yep. because I suppose it's a, in a sense you're adding Griffiths but losing James Forrest from the from the yeah, goal threat because yeah. he's very withdrawn in that formation. You've no overload midfield in the wide areas either, yeah. so if the wide player can't beat his man. There's not much else coming in. 3-5-2, maybe going forward, I think it does need a few tweaks. I thought the midfield three weren't quite sure mm, who was yeah. going, who was say, who was staying. They, they didn't really quite get on track until the second half, maybe. 3-5-2, it might work going forward, but it doesn't get the best out of James Forrest. And if James Forrest ain't playing, who are we going to play? Because oh, we still don't have that. 
at the back, if we get one injury at a centre-half, we're probably light up there. Up front, if we get an injury to Griffiths or Edward, who are we going to play? And 3-5-2 is a formation that you get the ball wide and you get balls into the box. That's not Griffiths or Edward's yeah. game. So I don't don't know if it will be something going forward, but it worked on the night brilliantly. Yeah. One big talking point was Griffiths' return. The The next big talking point, as far as the lineup concerned with Stephen, was no Julian, who still mm. lost his place or bit on rather than didn't lose his place to Julian. Well, something that Lennon said during the week was was quite interesting. That he, when asked why Julian wasn't playing or when were likely to see Julian, he said that the players ahead of him are still playing well. And I thought it was an interesting way to put it. You, you called it a red flag in the group chat. <laughs> say it as it is. But does him... Is near Beaton, uh, necessarily ahead of Julian in the pecking order yet? Fitness-wise, yes. No, I, I think you have to say that. Time-wise. I heard it as well, and I thought that was a bit of an odd thing to say, but I think, you know, you, I think, how would, say for example, Beaton take it, mm. having played these games and done okay in the games for the manager to come out and go, I Julian's still my number one. Like, you know, kind of already said that, though, when he came um, in. He, he alluded to the fact that he was going to be the the number one centre-back, so he's lost his place to three other guys. They were certainly very interested on it in Sports Sounders. Listen to Sports Sounders, I was driving at the game, and they just literally could not shut up about it. Um, Tom English just went on and on about the fact that Julian wasn't playing. He also went on about the fact that, where's Mikey Johnson? This boy's career has stalled. The guy who scored to wait to Sarajevo. Yeah, right? yeah, okay. the guy who had who played the fifteen odd games last season. His career is stalled. <laughs> twenty odd, yeah. Twenty odd, wasn't he? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He started um, the cup final. The last time we've really seen Celtic in, in any kind of competitive action. Yeah, bizarre. Yeah. Leave the brain trust our own boy. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, no concerns from this t- this brain trust here for the lack of Julian. Uh, I'd like to see him soon. I think it's it's time, and as we'll come on to a wee bit later on, there's going to be chances for him to play. Yeah, now you say that. Bloody suspended. Oh yeah, you're only suspended for the St. Johnson game, which is why I think he should probably play away to Nomi yeah. you at the time of recording. We don't really know what his position is on that. So um I, I would definitely start him. If he's going to be suspended for the first game of the season, which he is, which I'm led to believe is a result of bookings carried over from France. Right. Um I don't I don't see any reason not to play him in what is a and I mean we'll talk about it later on, but it's, it's, he's not going to be under a huge amount of pressure. But on Nomi you the there's Striker, they had Lilio, a Brazilian guy who was the top scorer going in. He caused Celtic problems, and I'm I'm kind of doing big air quotes in my own head there. But he, he was no more than the bustling centre forward you get in the Scottish Premiership, a la Connor Salmon or that other Connor Salmon who played for Motherwell at yeah. point, Curtis <laughs> Main. Yeah. He's no better than one of one of those guys. He got forward a couple of bits and gained some yards. That that was about it. So. I don't see any reason not to pitch Julian in over there. Um, that bookings thing is a bit silly. Mm. What are bookings in France got to do with Celtic know, v St. Right. Johnson in the, the following season? That's pretty silly. Same with Jozo suspended now. And a friendly. Ridiculous. Um, the goals. Five of them to talk about here. Let's talk about the first one. Right, go for it. Aya. Bullet. Absolute bullet. I'll tell you what. The only thing letting Lee Griffiths down for that was a foot in height. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <that's> right. <laughs> the two of them went for the ball but Ayer's got a bit of foot on Griffin he managed to get his head to it first it seems like we were working on our set pieces a bit more there was a bit more variety in the set pieces Ayer if I remember correctly maybe could have had a couple of goals in the game there was one with Jozo earlier yeah. on that, that I think yeah Jozo year? rather sorry yes see at the game I couldn't really tell what had happened there because it, would, it was kind of straight along from where we are but Having seen it back in replay, I've watched the game back now. That was actually a pretty good save. Joseph got a, a good header down at the near post, and the keeper kind of fell on top of it. Um, but the set pieces, yeah, I thought it was it was all right. I don't think anyone's going to be fully satisfied until they start scoring direct from corners. Yes. It's just a straight header, six yard box, towering header. But I thought Griffiths back on the corners provides a bit of variety. It's not just aimlessly whipping balls into the corridor of uncertainty. He's yeah. mixing up a bit. There was one I noticed, I think it was in the first half, where he looked as if he'd made a mess of it. It looked as if he'd wildly overhit it, but he actually put it right on Forrest's foot at the edge of the box. Mm-hmm. Forrest made a bit of a mess of his volley, but it's, it's something they've obviously been working on. There was a few that we tried. There was one in the second half, played out to McGregor. He just wasn't ready. Yeah, yeah. There was yeah. another couple where there's two players overtaking it. It's short and then it... So variety is key because before it was dreadful yeah. and this goal was a great delivery in good header from Ayer Ayer's first goal since FK Sadova last year oh, another 
powerful header. <laughs> Do you remember that one? He no. kind of got up and he got up and won it, and it barely trickled over the mm. line after about what seemed like about three minutes of bouncing towards the goal. <laughs> so his second goal in uh, Celtic colours. Yep, for all we got the three 0 lead in half time going in half time. You're happy. More strikers, more goals. Cross from a set piece. Christie the penalty. And Lee Griffiths with a free kick. Yes. It wasn't as if we... Second half, we brought them down fine, but it wasn't until the last 10 minutes of the first half where we, we managed to get somewhere and the goals were all set-piece driven. So it's something to be wary about when we if we're going right in on this 3-5-2. I think Celtic were quite unlucky in that regard, though. They had a point-blank save from Scott Brown at one point as well. Scott Brown should have scored. They slid in. Oh, yeah. It was actually a very similar to free kick to the one Griffiths eventually scored. It was in the same position, but it hit the wall and it fell to Scott Brown and the keeper just made a good save. And one we've already talked about with Jozo, a point-blank save as well. So I think... They were quite unlucky. Again, these are all set-piece driven, but you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Ask England, who got to a World Cup semi-final, basically scoring from set-pieces. Eight on the penalty. I, I was surprised to see the penalty given, because I thought the referee let an awful lot go in the opening stages mm. of the game. Um, I was surprised Christie stepped up. Because Griffiths wanted it. And Edward scored in the cup final, oh. so you'd think it would just be rolling on from last oh, season. Obviously, Christie's on, Christie's on the pens. The penalty incident, though. Goodness me. Yeah. I mean, the guy was under no real pressure from Christie. A wee bit of, sort of tussling in the box, but the guy just punched that away or, or kind of hooked that away with his hand. It was I just I genuinely didn't think the ref saw it because it no, took, it took a while. the linesman gave it. it. took a couple of seconds, definitely. I remember that from the game, yeah. Um, it was so blatant, though. I, I can only imagine that the ref maybe thought, right, I can get away with not giving that because it looks Aye. like a wee bit of kind of 50-50 pulling. But I, when you say it back, it's, it's clear as day. Um, but yeah, Christie taking the penalties, I'm perfectly happy with that. Whoever's confident in taking them, I was surprised not to see Griffiths take them because at this point he'd already taken a direct free kick. He hadn't yet scored his own goal. Mm. And Griffiths is the type of guy who wants to score with yeah. every shot he takes. I'm surprised he didn't get it, but he didn't fall into that. I want it now we're pulling the ball away with each other. They didn't fall into that yeah. trap, which never I, works out. Well. I watched them really closely because uh, when the penalty came up, I was curious to see what happened. I yeah. watched them really closely. He sort of asked, sort of, he just asked once. He asked Christy any chance, yeah. and Christy sort of shrugged his shoulders and had the ball, and, and that was the end of it. And you're like, oh, fair enough. I think a couple of people in the crowd want to see Griffiths give it, but hmm. yeah, I think Griffiths is one of these players. He, he's not going to sulk about it. Do you know what I mean? He's, he knows he, he knows his goal is going to come against, especially against that level of opposition, and it did come. Uh, Christy, that man, Ryan Christy, involved once again, pulled down for the the free kick. Um, what did you make, before we talk about Griffith's free kick, what did you make of Ryan Christie's overall performance? Outstanding again. Uh-huh. Um, as, as I said, I reckon he and Lee Griffith agrees was man of the match because he was involved in absolutely everything Celtic did. And took a free kick for the first goal, fouled and scored the penalty, fouled for the third goal, won the ball back for his own goal later on in mm-hmm. the game, which we'll talk about, and just generally provided that just general all-round competitiveness that Celtic yeah. really need in these games was in danger of spilling over at one point where I thought he was going to get sent off for a, a kind of wild lunge um, I'm glad that kind of <laughs> I mean at that point I actually jumped and just put my head in my hands see when he made that tackle it just it was absolutely wild the whole even when you watch it back I've watched it as I say I watched the game back on Celtic TV and even you hear the the whole stand groan that everyone just kind of goes oh like when when he makes this tackle I thought it could I did Celtic TV think it was a penalty to us <laughs> well on that uh, Celtic TV were talking about it and they basically just said um, that there had been a tackle earlier on that game when Bolly was tackled at the edge of the box and we'll talk about him as well because yeah. he was he'd previously been subbed off by this point uh, ill but he was tackled on the edge of the box. And the Celtic TV commentators uh, said, oh, that's a two-footed tackle, it's a two-footed tackle. And even with the benefit of replays, we're still like, that's a two-footed tackle, when you could see it wasn't. <laughs> if you're st- statistically minded, if you watch it back, the guy only has two feet. Right. He used one of them to tackle. You're 50% out by saying it's a two-footed tackle. <laughs> but for the Christie one, it was just a kind of, well, uh, you can't have too many complaints there. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Melly, I've always thought, I, I've always thought Ryan Christie had good technique, but I thought that he lacked other attributes to allow him to impose that technique on the game. He seems to have built those attributes up. He knows what it takes to play uh, in a competitive Celtic game. He's bulked up. 
you know, he's put on a bit of weight, which helps him impose himself in the game. And I think, you know, it depends on how much value you put on the loan spell, but, you know, a full season at Aberdeen playing first team football and, and now he's had almost a, a full full season playing um, training the, the Celtic first team. I really think Ryan Christie's going to have a, a... I've got high hopes. I'm not going to make any predictions on him, but uh, not yet anyway. <laughs> but uh, I've got high hopes for Ryan Christie that this season. I think um, the stars are aligning for him a wee bit. As well as that, I think... Tom Rogic's stars begin to dim a wee bit and I think with Tom Rogic's edging out is, is leaving space for Ryan Christie to make that position his own. Two thumbs up from this bear on Ryan Christie. <laughs> <laughs> as you say, he, he's always had the technique. It's whether he had the sort of the grit and determination. Uh, he, he has bulked up. He's got that drive and energy that I absolutely love because it's so essential with Celtic. We've seen it in Brendan Rodgers' first season when Stuart Armstrong came in sort of really kicked on the team because they had that third man run when we're up against teams they sit and you need somebody with the penetrating runs and it's absolutely essential for Celtic the drive the determination getting into that box he's got a bit of everything I didn't think he was the best player but he's turning out to be one of our most important players he has to be in the team because that is what we need in the team we need people to drive us on because we've got the players that can do the, the slick passing but we need that energy in there. It's all about the energy for me. Has the new Scott Brown been under our noses this whole time? <laughs> right, Chris. <laughs> Seriously, though, I think it's safe to say that he is absolutely nothing like the player we thought he was a couple of seasons ago because I think probably on this podcast we've probably been talking about him as being a nice wee floaty wee number 10, some nice touches, maybe a couple of goals on occasion. Uh, is he a bit Gary McKay, Stephen? You know, we don't yeah. know. We, someone who's nice to watch but is never going to be an effective player but fast forward a couple of seasons and he is unrecognisable from that completely as an entirely different player altogether um, he is providing attributes out there for Celtic that I never thought were going to come from him yeah and I wouldn't write off Rogic or MDLs yet because as we've seen last year the yeah. best football we played was alongside Rogic and McGregor Christy the loans to Aberdeen it kind of looked like that was going to be it for him and he'd maybe go but Aberdeen, Derek McInnes manages to get good forward-thinking players and not be able to get performances out of them. So he's obviously developed the rest of Christie's game. He's got him with the tackles, he's got him fitter, probably stronger, having to go into an Aberdeen team, which they finished second two years in a row, so mm. they were under pressure to win games and they did win big games. I think Christie even scored at Ibrox for them once. So he's played in a team that needs to win, played in a team that you need to be fighting for everything and it's just massively benefited us. So it was Ryan Christie that was involved in the incident which led to the free kick for Lee Griffiths. That's, that is Griffiths territory all day long, isn't it? Likes to put those away, very reminiscent of the two that he scored against England. Yep, Beersheva as well. Beersheva. Very much like the Beersheva mm. one. is from the same angle into the same near post as well, yeah. Nice to see for him. Just sheer relief for the guy. Gets his goal. Monkey off the back. <laughs> Lovely wee performance. Wee, wee teary moment for him. Just yep. think everybody was just delighted to see it for him. And hopefully that's a sort of the footballing weight of the world off his shoulders and now he can yeah. relax and play his game. Because we we know what Griffiths gets like when he, if he's not scored in a game, he likes to have his shots. But... Hopefully that that's it for the guy and he can just kick on now because he's fought back from a lot and he deserves it. During the celebration, he dropped his knees, pointed to the sky, both hands, and then... What's coming? Brendan Rodgers winked back at him. <laughs> <laughs> Brendan Rodgers smiled and his teeth just went ding. Oh, for all we, we have a go at Brendan Rodgers and rightly so, Griffiths came out and said yeah. that it was Brendan Rodgers that really did help him. He noticed the first signs of this, sat Griffiths down and talked to him and told him, take as long as you need. So... I know what he done to Celtic was unacceptable, but what he's done for Lee Griffiths is remarkable. Half time came, Stephen. We saw Hatem Abd El Hamid unveiled. Yeah. Celtic firmly sticking by their guns that this guy's a right back to the, <laughs> to the consternation of much Celtic Twitter. Even before it, Neil Lennon was asked before the game um, by one of the sports fan guys, is he a right back? Neil said, yes. The guy went, well, I've been reading on Twitter that he's not really a right back. And Neil Lennon said, well, Started his career as a right-back, played most of his games last season as a right-back. Then it obviously tells another story, but how enamoured are you with this signing? Uh, it's, uh, I do agree, it has been a bit of a strange announcement because even the Twitter account said, a right-back announced. Yeah, like, and everyone was like, on. easy. Uh, <laughs> even him in his uh, 
his wee short interview with uh, Celtic TV said they asked him what kind of a player he is and he said you know I can play at centre half I can also play right back mm. um, I'm versatile I'm, I'm fast I'm con- comfortable on the ball so even his first thought wasn't to go right back he, he should, there was probably someone just off camera like waving their hands no 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 stay right back <laughs> <laughs> Do you, uh, any, any issues, Melly, signing a guy at 28 from the Israeli league? Neil Lennon said that we've done well out of that league. We need to be a bit more creative in our scouting. Kind of, you know, flies in the face of the fact that Dudu Dahan's his favourite <laughs> yeah. agent is not much creative about that. But 28 years old. I don't know anything about the guy, bar what I've read up on him. It's really difficult. If he's mm. 28 years old, he's coming now. We just need to hope he is. You get the odd gem here and there, but it's usually about a 22, 23-year-old we're signing from that league. So I think there must be a reason why he's only only got one cap. I don't, I don't know what it is. Maybe he's just pish. But <laughs> yeah. hope, I'm, I'm, I'm just happy to sign players. So it's got to the point where MD will do it for me. Do you the think in, there's a so, space? Sorry to interrupt there. The international cap thing doesn't quite concern me because there are very complicated issues at play with the... Yeah. With the Israeli national yeah, team I mean. and that that part of the world, so I wouldn't I wouldn't look too deeply into that. Um, I, I do understand people who have voiced concerns that he has had a very underwhelming CV to date. As you say, he's twenty eight, only one international cap, but we can write that off. But hasn't really done in a huge amount of note in his career. Which you know that that's fine. I'm I'm perfectly happy to give him a chance. Yeah, that's all we can really do at this stage, but. A four-year contract for a 20-year-old, quite unusual, I thought. It is, yeah, you're right, that was unusual. Um, Celtic come out at half-time, only one change was made just before half-time. Bolly and Bombo comes off for Mikey Johnson. Came off with stomach cramps or some such thing. Yeah, yeah. Always a bit sceptical, that very reminiscent of the time that, remember, uh, was it against Dundee United? Strachan was talking about bringing on Roy Keane. He oh, says yeah, Roy Keane yeah. needed to run to the toilet. I'm, I'm always like, is that the real story? And then Roy Keane eventually just came out and basically yeah. didn't you know what Strank was talking about. Um, Bolly, though, up to the point he gets subbed. How are you feeling about that one? Uh, it's, it's not great so far. I think I'm perfectly willing, again, again, to give him the benefit of the doubt. It's only a couple of games he's played and there, there are lots of mitigating circumstances. One, he's been taken off in two of his three games so far. One injured, one ill. Two... The game he did play in, uninterrupted, he was criticised for attacking too much. And then in the very next game, he was given a more attacking role. Mm. So that is, it's been confusing for him, to say the least, when he's barely trained, he's barely had any time to adapt to his new surroundings. A, a little bit shaky so far, but I think people people are keen to jump to the, the new Mo Kamara uh, comparison. Oh, are people yeah. saying that? But I mean, have some respect for the man. Mo Kamara looked good at first. <laughs> <laughs> But no, I, I'm not buying it that Mokamara pattern. Nah, if people are saying that online, I'm not yeah. buying it. Nah, not at all. Again, I have to be honest, he hasn't looked good so far, but that's not an indicator of where his career is going to go. I mean, that's completely unfair. Like you say, still find still find his feet, Millie. I mean, giving him a more attack role in the Celtic in the second game might have just been Neil Lennon playing towards his strengths. Yeah, hopefully. Hopefully he'll be a good asset going forward. Even... He's never going to be Kieran Tierney, but if Kieran Tierney stays, he's probably going to be able to cover competition for yeah. him. He does look like it's all or nothing with him. Mm. If he's going well in a game, he'll have a great game. If he's not going well, it, it's difficult with him. As Stephen said, he's come in, he's got injured. He didn't really get to train the week in between that. He's probably trying to find a house, etc. I don't know if he's got a family. We just instantly think these guys should be... Poor pl- oh, reach. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> well, we just instantly think these guys are signed no, from I'm, Austria I'm, and I'm shoved in, settle in straight away. There's your new teammates. Learn who, who they all are. Don't train with them a week. Play the game. Know what you're meant to do. And then just go out in front of 60,000 people and be fine with that. It's the thing we talk about all the time, isn't it? It's the trying to persuade players to come in and jump into high pressure surroundings because the the cliche is that these are the most important games of the season for yeah. Celtic already, and it's July, right? So we're throwing yeah. this guy into the so called biggest games of the season. With He's no, weeks behind, as yeah, well. with no preparation whatsoever. You you struggle to convince a player to come at this stage of the season. Never mind come in and hit the ground running. So now I'm not making any judgments of the on the guy at all. But if you ask me right now, how has he been? 
I can only say he's, he hasn't been good so far, but yeah, plenty of time. Plenty of time. Let's talk about a couple more goals. Another one from that man, Ryan Christie. Uh, pick of the bunch? Oh, yes. Uh, Absolute stoter. From where me and Stephen sit, as soon as he hit it, stood up. Knew it was yeah. it was net bound. All net. Right in that side net as well. Keeper's lap. Keeper made a few decent saves. The keeper lost his rag a wee bit, didn't he? I, mm. saw, I saw him boot the ball away on at least one occasion. It, it was just... It was just shooting practice for Celtic and they could do a bit more of it because most of them were straight yeah. at the keeper all saves they should make. But I was going to say, Celtic could be doing a wee, a wee bit more ruthless. They made loads of chances and they don't need to win 10-0, but if you cut together all of their keeper saves in a supercut, it would look like one of those warm-up drills for keepers where yeah. they're just throwing balls for them and they're catching them and then giving it back. It was all saves you would expect a keeper to make, but... It wasn't helped by his defence. They were difficult to break down at times, but only because they were they sat in and in the last half an hour they effectively gave up and just started putting the ball at the pitch. But the keeper kept them kept it respectable. Um, this goal though, beautiful. Like we sat as as Melly said, the perfect angle of that. So you see it bend just outside the post and then come back in again. So the second that left his foot, it was a, a clear goal. He was pretty much already celebrating. He won the ball back though for that move. Well, they didn't. They didn't. Celtic didn't lose the ball, but a little bit of a slack pass created a fifty-fifty, which Christie tidied up on the edge of the box, fed it to Morgan. He put a cross in, and it broke back to Christie mm. on the edge of the box, which led to him being on a hat trick, which Neil Lennon cruelly yeah. subbed him off. It subbed him off for Olivier and Cham, no mm, less. Yeah. Um, He's back. Surprised at that, Melly? No, no, not at all. <laughs> quality player, bring him in. Save another quality player for next week. Give Cham some game time. Another option in midfield. French under 21 international. You can't cut these guys loose, can you, Stephen? No, no. And I, I led the booze from the... the you did <laughs> not, not at all. <laughs> to be honest, I didn't hear any of that no. at all. There, there I never a, heard a, nah, I there never was, heard a peep. There was, was a wee bit of chat of how we'd been booed onto the pitch, but I didn't catch any. And as listeners to Melly of the Match, Melly of the Match would have heard none of them on the recording either. So, no, nah, I don't know where that came from. The only boon I heard was uh, Stephen when the Green Brigade was singing the Johnny Hayes song. <laughs> <laughs> uh, to be fair, I don't think it was just Stephen. <laughs> just one person booing the fans. <laughs> the world's biggest ABBA fan. Boo! <laughs> um, if Cham was involved in McGregor's goal... Mm, yeah. Another good finish if it wasn't for Christie's and Griffith's goal. Well, two, good, two better goals, but well, that's just Cal McGregor down to a tee, something we want to see a lot more yeah. of. He's a bit more forward thinking now with Scott Brown sitting there, so... Hopefully he can add those goals back to his games because there's not much better than seeing a Cal McGregor finish. Yeah. Mm. The one against Rangers in the Cup semi-final where Fotheringham just stood there and he just That's rolled right. it past him. The one at Ibrox as well where he just finds his spot. It's Bayern Munich as well. Was that quite similar? Just, a wee, yeah, just right under yeah, the Yeah, nice finish. Precision it's beats power, Stephen. Correct. As Conor McGregor said correct. to his nephew Callum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's that. It's the trademark Callum McGregor goal: zero backlift and just drive the, the sort of top of the laces right through the ball. No, no chance for the keeper. Um, that's uh, six goals last season, which was he hit. I mean, he had a great season, but something of a disappointment on the yeah, goal, the, the goal, goal front. front for his standards. But that's two already so far, and both. Why you can't just look at stats? No, no, that's it. You? And two, two correct finishes so far as well. Powerful left foot drives. So, uh, Ty. Buried, gone. Yeah, that is. Put the, uh, kid, put the kids out next week. Yep, in foot, football manager terms, which I have qualified for the Champions League in, I will mention again, storm in that group, so I'm. <laughs> you change everybody, you give everybody else a game. If Ralston doesn't play in this, geez, oh. Good night. Craigie yeah. G, maybe stick him in. Big Jules deserves a shot. Holy bowly, get him in there if he's alright and he's not shitting himself again. Midfield in Cham, Rogic. Kuasi, dare I say it, dare I you could, say it. You could certainly mix it up, Stephen. Do you think we'll see much rotation? Or do you think, you think, on the other hand, Neil Lennon still trying to get the players used to the way he wants to play, still trying to figure out a shape that works? There are opportunities to get more game time for people. Lee Griffiths, as we've just talked about, probably needs another game before he gets up to full fitness. I don't see any reason why he shouldn't play as well. Um, it would be nice if there was a bit of rotation. I don't think we'll quite see the wholesale change that would they would like to. It very rarely works out with that, but I don't see any reason that we shouldn't see the likes of, as you say, Ralston, maybe Bio or Sved, depending on their status at the moment. I'm not sure mm. if they're fit. Do you want to say about the bookings? Oh, yeah. I'll bring it up. Yeah. I mean, there, there might be some forced changes or semi-forced changes with Jozo, Ayer, Christie or picking up bookings. Yeah. So. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't let Ayer near it because if he gets 
injured, we don't have any centre-halves to play against St Johnston with Julian and Jojo suspended. Mm. So it's a good chance to get Julian in some game time before we play St Johnston. And it's Tuesday, Saturday, so it's a big enough gap for him to recover. A potential opponents, Cluj and Tel Aviv in, in their match. Cluj won 1-0, so they're going to Maccabi Tel Aviv with just a slight... A slight advantage. Um, I reckon they'll probably go through 1-0 on aggregate. I think that that's probably their thing. I think they're, you they're, think so? They're quite a tight, unorganised team. I think they'll probably look to do that. Just on the, on the suspensions, a final thing on that. In an ideal world, yeah, we would just leave out all of these guys if they're on a booking, but it just depends on replacements at this stage of the season. Can you leave out Jozo and Ayer for this game? Big Jules in. Jules and... Ralston go four at the back. Yeah, I suppose you could. Um Maybe get in. Maybe you and Henderson. Maybe a, a wee chance for him. He gets some chance. About El Hamidi. Can't play. Oh no, no. Can you? I don't. I don't think. I think we'll see Scott Brown. I don't think this is this type of game where he'll leave out his captain. You want Scott Brown in there if they do get a goal or two towards the at the start of the game. He'll be the Cameron influence in there. I, I don't think Cal McGregor will be rested because he never gets rested. No. So. There's one officially, by the way, because it was it was announced he played the most football of anyone ever in the That's universe. Yeah. Something to be proud of in the universe. And pretty much every reply to that on Twitter was like, "Why are you bragging about <laughs> flogging this guy into the ground? <laughs> it's not a trophy, guys. You've just played him for every single game for his entire life. It feels like who would you rather be facing, uh, Cluj or Tel Aviv? I always, I just feel like I, I thought Israel's a difficult place to go. It's always absolutely roasting there it's, you know at yeah. night and it's always a difficult place to play but I had a look in Cluj the Cluj weather is more or less the same so yeah. the conditions are more or less the same I just I just think I always feel that the Israeli teams are a, a bit of a stickier tie the only thing that stands out for me is that I'm glad it's not like a carabag or someone like that. I'm glad it's not the ridiculous long haul yeah. to, to almost Asia. I'm kind of glad that it's the conditions will be treacherous, but it's not it's not a thousands of, of miles round trip. It's not one of these things, right? But I, as I said last week, I just I would just rather avoid the the sideshow of the the Israel thing, the the politics of it all. I just I, I would just rather that wasn't a, such a big factor. Yeah, because. I heard more occlusion in the last few years about being in Europe and that sort of thing. They, they look potentially more dangerous to me. Yeah. But saying that... That's how I feel about it as well. If, mm. if Tel Aviv were to put them out, they're obviously the better team. Mm. So it doesn't really matter. The best team is likely to go through and it's whatever whoever we got and whoever we get out these two, this is going to be the most difficult tie, I think, of the whole four draws. Yeah, although having said that, it should progress that way and Clues are undoubtedly a better team than Nomi Kaldu, as we as we acknowledge they're pretty poor. Nomi Kaldu are significantly inferior to Sarajevo. I kind of put that result into perspective for me a wee bit. I was actually retrospectively more impressed with the Sarajevo yep. games because when you play against Kaldu, it makes Sarajevo look a pretty decent, yeah. decent team to get them at that stage of the season make fairly easy work of. It was quite impressive. Anyway, that's Europe. Flag day at Celtic Park. Who's not red flag? flags. Not the... red eight. flags. No. Not red flags. Champions League flag. Championship flags. Um, it is the wives of Billy McNeil and so Stevie is, yes. Chalmers unfurling the league flag at Celtic well, Park. If it's not us, then I suppose. I'll, yeah, that's a, that's did, a good replacement. We yep, did right. put the offer to Celtic. They just <laughs> never replied. Big big season. The biggest. The biggest. I'm. I'm excited for it. I'm very nervous about it. Nappies at the ready. Nappies at the ready. <laughs> going to be in the pampers every week. <laughs> um, I, I think I'm more excited for this season supporting Celtic than I have been maybe for any other that I can remember. There's just so much on the line. Nine in a row is one of these things that, you, first of all, you almost forget Celtic won at first because any reference to nine in a row is always about the Rangers team yeah, doing it. Recency bias thing, isn't it? Yeah, we... We all lived through the Rangers nine in a row. We all heard the stories about Celtic winning nine in a row. So it's sort of a mythological thing. Um, but oh, I'm just, it's nerves, it's excitement. I'm, I'm really, really looking forward to the season kicking off. It feels okay just now. I think we're all quite optimistic about it. But once we actually... No, I'm not. Yeah, well, I think once we get into the meat of it, I think it's going to be... Celtic are effectively prisoners to the 10 at this stage. I think every decision they get, from here for the next two years is going to be absolutely live or die. So yeah. every point is a prisoner now. And any slight drop in points is going to be hugely scrutinised and, and there's going to be a lot of wailing and gnashing of teeth out there. So it's going to be high pressure from this point onward. See the emotions? 
going to use all of them. Yeah. <laughs> everything. Going to hit everything. Full shebang. Oh, every single one of them. Lenny on the touchline. I watched the This Is The Beginning DVD, the mm, right. DVD of Neil Lennon's when he first wins the... Not, not known back then that This Is The Beginning yeah. w- would be absolutely perfect DVD name at this point if we go on to win the 10. Just watching it back, he did assemble a good team yeah. back then. That was his second season, so we'll see how he gets on now. He's obviously inherited a treble winning team. There's good players in there. If he can get this right... And Tell if that can... to Davy Moyes at Man United. <laughs> oh. <or whatever>. <laughs> <laughs> if he can get this right and win it, it puts us in a really good position for the 10. I think this is going to be the more difficult one out of the two if we go to do it. I think if Stevie G doesn't win it this year, he will be off ski as yeah. quick as he can. I'm just, I'm nervous, I'm excited, I'm happy, I'm shitting myself. It's everything, everything. You, you make a good point, Melly, and it's something that I've been thinking about recently. And, you know, everyone's saying the pressure's all on Celtic. And there is a lot of pressure on Celtic, but when you think about it, it is ridiculous for for a team that have already won eight years in a row to suggest that the pressure is on them to win the ninth in a row. Yeah. It, it, it's, it's Because ten in a row... Isn't he actually a thing? No, no. It is, it is a thing to... Only in, two, well, only in Scotland. Three teams. Yeah, only in Scotland. But to say for any other team, oh, it'll be really embarrassing if they don't win nine league <laughs> titles in a row. Pathetic. Aye, yeah. It is a bit weird. Whereas you look at Rangers and they have tried everything. They have tried the lot to win this yeah. league. You know, they've flung money at it. Players, Mexicans... <laughs> Graham Murray's had two goes Mark Warburton next England managers had a go now Steve, Joseph Barton in there Joseph well. Barton Philip Senderos Stephen Gerrard is now in his second season and he'd failed to win a single trophy last year despite mm. everything that happened to Celtic so the pressure is on him I would add a slight caveat to that and I, I say the pressure is enormously on Rangers to, mm. to stop this uh, ten at can all be, costs. They can't be. They can't be spectators. No, they they must stop it at all costs. But I feel like the pressure is on Steven Gerrard to a lesser extent That's... because the thing is, he is such a name. He's such a figure in football that he could walk out of Rangers at any point in this season and go and get himself another job. It's, it's, ma- it's madness. I've seen yeah. so much recently of Aquel. Ah, well, Steven Gerrard's done a right good job up Rangers. That's a brilliant. All this sort of um, pre-packaged cachet that he seems to have you know when in actual fact and we discussed it as well if you're looking at the players that are coming into Rangers see if those boys were coming into Celtic Melly you'd be saying what is this dross we're picking up here yeah it's it's that balance isn't it they're signing a lot of players we're signing fuck all (laughs) yeah Yeah, but they're going they're doing they're doing your old nightclub trick Melly they're going ugly early (laughs) well it's it's not deadline day it's not five to three yet there's still time boys there's still time it's just Celtic, this is going to be a tough season for them. Brendan Rodgers leaving, leaving us in the lurch, bringing Neil Lennon in. Do everything we can right to get this on track and make sure we get a good head start of this. And so far, they haven't done that. Mm. They haven't got the players in early enough. I know we have signed four players. Two of them maybe will make an impact, maybe going straight into the team. The other one of them, Connell, barely see him this season and he'll have the we just don't know yet on that has gone a little bit quiet on the transfer front there, doesn't, there don't seem to be any rumours and you know it's getting bad when Celtic are sneaking out the announcements of 15 year olds coming in yes that's I, what I, last I, season I saw <laughs> that I saw that we'll, we'll, we'll do a wee bit on the yeah. transfers um, St Johnson now St Johnson are always seen as a bit of a, a nothing team and Tommy Wright mm. seem, but I think Tommy Wright does actually know a bad job at St Johnson he sort of rebuilt the team last year we, we bringing in some new players he does there, there are different jobs it doesn't it, in Scotland it's not necessarily a failure if you just keep your team hovering around the same sort of yeah. level give or take and, and in effect he does that Um Recycling, I know they've lost Tony Watt now, who in fairness wasn't really that successful for them. I think he had a brief period where he scored a few goals, and I then think he won Player of the Month one, one Yeah, month I think he scored quite a lot of goals, and August rings a bell, and then I only scored maybe two of the second half of the season. So he's gone um, off to Sofia, I believe, yes. uh, and off to yep. Bulgaria. Um, but I know 
right good Tim Michael O'Halloran is back <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> St. Johnson fresh from walking out in Rangers because he yeah. could not believe his eyes um, St. Johnson have lost Stephen as you said three of the four League Cup group games lost yeah. to Ross County Montrose mm-hmm. uh, and Inverness Cali Thistle but they did beat Breakin 4-0 did you see Tommy Wright um, remonstrating on the touchline he tried to boot, they tried to do the Josie Marino thing booting the water bottles up it, in the air yeah. uh, and he missed took two touches yeah. <laughs> took two touches at booting a water bottle um, a lot of injury problems for St. Johnston last I read uh, over that period so they're, they're trying to get bodies in he does a difficult job trying to recycle teams every year always seems to have decent teams sometimes he's a poor start and then they, they get back to it but Celtic we've not really we should be players should be up to speed now most of them we've got a pretty simple game to hmm, yeah. get through on Tuesday night good break till Saturday and then the league flag unfurls though this season, I'm going to take any win as long as it's a win in the mm. league because that is three points. But a wee nice performance, a nice day, flag day, three o'clock, but like the Saturday, three o'clock, but this game should be on the telly. This is flag day. This yeah. is a league no, champions. No, 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 no. Bugger all those telly people. You want to be there. You you get yourself at Celtic Park. Indeed. Um, I'll still be there. I'll be there. Uh, difficult, difficult potentially difficult opening games at the beginning of the season now St Johnson I don't imagine they'll cause as much problem but you're looking at our first handful of fixtures you've got Motherwell yeah. uh, you don't know how Stephen Robinson's team's going to do this year he's another one of these guys I'm talking about who yeah. he does, you know they work on absolutely zero budget and they manage to keep their teams sort of there or thereabouts functioning at, at some sort of level yeah. they're all it's not easy it's not easy managing these teams in Scotland where you can't spend yeah. anything so especially when you thought you had three million to spunk of course and they do they lose their best players every summer as well or every transfer window mother well so I don't know what person of them is going to turn up now we've got Hearts oh, could be a tricky tie uh, Craig Levine's not had the best pre-season he might have to sack himself <laughs> and um, they're, they're rubbish as well but you yeah. know they're always high pressure games with, with yeah. Hearts and Celtic this it's one of those form books going the window not really because Celtic are still much better than them but it's always it's always a tense one and they obviously were away to Ibrox very very early in the season yeah yeah. These all these games on paper you think we should be able to win but this is also there's going to be European games in, in between every single one of them which makes things a lot harder for us So is it international after Ibrox is it the yep. first year that's right I'm very, I'm very nervous about this season I mean I'm, next after the transfer window, that's once the transfer window closes, we're going to give our bold predictions. Um, but no, I don't, I don't think this season is going to be a breeze. I, I, I just, just depend on how the transfer window pans out. The cup draw was drawn by Chris Sutton, who pulled Dunfermline out of the hat. I bet he enjoyed that one. Bit old history there. Uh, yeah. He knew they'd lie down, and they did. Yep. Um, fact. Fact. Yes. <laughs> that's how you know it's definitely true. I said fact after it. But of course, it's the first time we played Dunfermline. In any competition since 2012, Lennon's first stint yes. as oh. manager. Uh, yeah, 22nd of February 2012, one week after a certain momentous date in Scottish. Oh, that's right. <laughs> jelly and ice cream. Yep, the jelly and ice cream. Happy week. Valentine's Day, boys. Yeah, for right. Bears. Jamie will like this one. He's his boy. Scored an I watched it, as I said yesterday. Yeah. Watched it, an absolute rasper. Chuckles Mulgrew. Yes. A screamer. That is my boy. Yeah. He was fond of a fond of a right good goal, and this one was no different. An absolute beezer. But of course, this point... Was the year that year? Yeah, that, that, as we joked about, this is a week after Rangers had officially gone into administration after many weeks of... of uh, and then eventually died. It. Yep, they eventually died. So this is when everyone was still pretty buoyant after that. Oh, what a time, though. What, <laughs> what, what a time. What a time. I still remember where I was when the text came through from, Jamie that texted yeah, from someone in this room <laughs> let me know Rangers had gone into administration I remember exactly where I was standing when I read it but anyway this game there was a chance for Celtic to go 20 points clear in the league <laughs> having played an extra game right enough but there was still an opportunity to go 23 points clear before the Huns played I think it was the, the following Sunday so uh, what a time to be alive it was uh, Mulgrew with an absolute beezer and James Forrest scored the winner after coming on um, the team that day Fraser Foster, who being a little Izagiri, who was subbed off for James Forrest. Wilson, old Kelvin, Kelvin. Wilson, oh, Kelvin. We, we hardly knew you. Mm. Chad Uri, Charlie McGrew, Scott Brown, who was subbed off for Polish ace Pavel Brozet. Ledley, Keysung Young, Stokes, Commons, and Hooper. Unused subs were Zaluska, Mystorovich, Adam Matthews, Dylan McGeer, Samaras. Oh, 
That, I mean, there's a lot of draws Vintage lineup. Uh, there's a nice lot of some vintage Lennon lineup. Um, so we can talk about that game closer to the time when the, yeah. the game's coming up. We will preview it on this podcast. Um, Melly, you mentioned it earlier on. Transfer window has kind of that activity sort of starting to wind down. I hope well, not wind down, but it's not as ferocious as it was at no. the front of the window. And as the weeks go by, the more annoyed I get. As uh, you said, Stephen, when you're when you're kidding on, fifteen year olds have just <laughs> have just signed. It's a uh, it's a bad sign. Yeah. Um, you know, things have grown to a halt when they when they're announcing fifteen and sixteen year olds. There's a, there was a couple of whispers in the paper. Um, two in particular caught my eye. One troubled me more than the other. First one was Kwasi Bui, linked with a move to Panathinaikos, which is actually a, a decent move for yeah, him, considering yeah. he's played next to no football. Um, and I think people forget as well he's still only twenty one. Sorry. Yeah, so, so he's still got a lot of time to actually make a career for himself and he obviously yeah. feels a bit like he's wasting his time at Celtic. The other one though that did trouble me was Preston North End putting in a loan bid for Scott Sinclair and then there was talk of a £2.5 million bid. What are we doing? Mm. I, I mean, what what are we doing with this guy? I am a Scott Sinclair fan. I was speaking to someone at the weekend, me and you were out mailing, one of our pals was talking about it and I was saying, Scott Sinclair's, and I said that on Twitter as well, his contribution to this team is massive. So if you're going to move him out, we need someone that's going to contribute at the same time. And, and you're often met with, aye, don't talk about the goals and assists, he's pish. And you're like, aye, <laughs> but... Apart from all that, aye, goal, apart, going and assisting. But see someone else we bring in, they might be pish without the goals and assists, because yeah. Johnny Hayes is. <laughs> um, I, I, I just, I, it worries me that he didn't feature in the Nomikel Jew game. It worries me that maybe we're doing the thing where... The new manager comes in, he's asked to bring the budget down, they're asked to get rid of the, some of the higher earners, and we're maybe just squeezing Scott Sinclair out the door a wee bit. Simply can happen for me. Simply cannot happen. Yes, some games he's poor. Towards the end of the, the, the last season, he didn't really contribute, but that was because he wasn't getting played. Now, he was scoring goals up to Neil Lennon came in. After Neil Lennon came in, that stopped, and he was he was dropped, and then that eventually stopped. 17 goals up to maybe March last season. Season before, decent start to the season, then tailed off, but he still finished the top goal scorer that season, and the first season, absolutely brilliant. As you said, if you take that out of the team, you need to replace it, and if we're going to replace that, we're probably talking a striker and a wide player to contribute the amount of goals that Scott Sinclair does. As I've said before, you can't keep chipping away at the quality of the squad and expect the same results. If you're going to take our squad from the invincible season and then go three years down the line and have Dembele gone, Roberts gone, Armstrong, Rogic, Incham, Sinclair, that's goals and quality gone. And what have we replaced them with? Edwards came in and nobody else has. However, playing... Dick advocate here. Okay, go for it. <laughs> let's, let's look at all the different facets of this potential transfer. If Neil Lennon just simply isn't going to play him at all, now that's a separate issue to replacing him and how much money it is and how many goals you need to replace, etc. Because if he's not going to play, then all that's irrelevant. You know. So if well, can... I'd be questioning Neil Lennon on that one. Though. I'd go, yeah. why are you in the door five minutes and already deciding that this guy who's contributed so much over the last couple of seasons doesn't have a place in your squad? He simply might you... just, yeah, he might just want to go a different direction and that remains to be seen with what Neil Lennon does. If he, but if he's not going to play Scott Sinclair, then he kind of just sit there rotten because... No, but I would, I would like to know why and I would like to see if you're not going to play Scott Sinclair. Right, okay, that's absolutely fine. Who are you, who are you going to play? Because it's not Lewis Morgan. Hmm. Uh, no, I would. I, I'm coming around to Lewis Morgan because I think he's looked all right in the last couple of games. Nice, nice close oh, control. Right. It's no good enough. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right, and, and I'm trying my best with to be diplomatic there. But he, he has. He's slowly coming around to looking like a decent player, and I, and I know that that's not what. Anybody wants to hear when you're talking about replacing Scott yeah. Sinclair? Well, I've got this decent player here. Yeah. You're the one that said, let's not, uh, what was it about Johnny Hayes? Let's not uh, credit. Yeah, no, hard work. trying. Uh, yeah. yeah, I know we're dangerously close to over overrating trying. Yeah, I yeah. know. That's exactly right. Scott Sinclair, from his point of view, though, he can't stay around and be third, fourth choice winger. He, can't, he simply can't do it at this stage of the no. season, um, stage of his career, rather. Press North End is close to Manchester. And if her indoors wants to go back to her work on Coronation Street, then it's an ideal move oh, yeah. for, Alex Ray for that well. point of view. Hey, Alex, Alex Ray, Alex Neil, decent manager. Right, yeah. That's right. <laughs> Alex, Ray. Alex Ray. I was like, where's Alex Ray factoring in this? <laughs> Alex Ray in his wee bag of gear. So if, if, that's, um, if that's a possible move for him, then I don't see any reason why he wouldn't jump at it if 
and it's a big if if he's just been completely frozen out at Celtic then he may as well just go I'm just starting to worry a wee bit there's a wee niggling feeling at the back of my head that maybe maybe there's an element of Celtic have ditched a manager who complained about a broken transfer system for one who doesn't complain about a broken transfer system Mm, Um, but look there's a long time to go um, and Neil Lennon as I've said countless times this podcast does have an eye for a player um, so provided he gets the support and backing he needs to bring in the players he needs I'm sure everything will be okay which is why we've made a third approach for Emilio Rizagiri uh, I don't believe I don't <laughs> nah, believe I that for a minute it was in the paper though yeah. but I, I, I'm not sure I believe it but I mean Neil Lennon did say there's no further bids Melly for Kieran Tierney well you forget as well they finish on the 8th August no, I was going to mention that so a week on Thursday as we record this yep they are bringing in Pepe, it looks like, for £72 million from Lille. They're making that £45 million stretch, budget stretch quite far, doing it quite yeah. well, eh? So, if we manage to keep hold of Kane Tierney, because Carlo Ancelotti has come out and said they have two good left-backs, so it's maybe only looking like Arsenal, whether they come in or not. If we keep Kieran Tierney, we know that's getting wheeled out as a new signing as well, doesn't <laughs> yeah. it? So, well, well, what did... You know, I never used to buy in for that keeping your good players thing, but Jose said, uh, it. Jose said it, and you know, if Jose says it is gospel, and Lord knows Arsenal could use some better defenders because <clears throat> the King of Glasgow, <laughs> yeah, put them to the sword twice. See, twenty million for him. Honestly, it's starting to look like one of the biggest bargains in European football. People will be looking at them, belly going, "How did you get him for twenty million euros? Yeah. They'll get sixty for him easily. Oh, easy, no, easy. The thing is, though. I think it's important to... It was 20% is 60. <laughs> I don't think we've got a sale on see when Celtic released the... Yeah, there was the, nothing... The statement, it just said a single fee of 20 million euros, whatever it was. Sack, lol. Oh. While we're all involved in the Moussa Dembele, King of Glasgow loving, it is important to acknowledge the fact that Celtic had to sell him because he majorly chucked the huff and they had to get him off the bo- off the books immediately. I know there was circumstances yes. involved with Brendan Rodgers and all that, but he had majorly down tools, something we don't like from other players. So I, I, think think, I think the problem was we created a situation where we had to do that, didn't we? We made promises to him yes. and then tried to not keep the promises, yeah. um, which always back, backfires. But I'd, I'd be very surprised if he was still Leon. Maybe the end of this season, but definitely next season. He's He's got a big move on he, the curve, hugely, for sure. Hugely linked with Man United, who are in the process of potentially selling Lukaku to probably Italy. So Time's uh, running out, but... Yeah, very true. But on, on Arsenal tonight, Emery was asked about his transfer plans and didn't mention anything about a left-back or even Kieran Tierney. He, just, he said they're hoping to secure a, a centre-half and a winger, which either means they're not in for Kieran Tierney or it's already done. Yeah, well, there, <laughs> see, there's... I noticed how the story's kind of changed on Kieran Tierney yesterday, last week. It wasn't so much bids getting fired in. It was more the story sort of circulated around the fact that they're not going to bid anymore. They're just sitting down around the table with Celtic trying to work out what works and then and then moving it forward rather than... Because yeah. obviously what you do sometimes is they fire in these bids and maybe in an effort to unsettle the player and obviously that's not going to work with Kieran Tierney. I think they have bid £25 million, but it's one of those, again, football manager cheats where it's £5 million for winning the Champions League and £5 yeah. million every time they qualify yeah. for the Champions League, which is absolutely no use because there's very little chance of either. Yeah. And on that, I suppose we've reached any other business. Uh, Celtic FC Festival, did anyone go? I had a christening and plans this weekend, couldn't make it. No, unfortunately I didn't and I now regret it. I wish they had said more of what it was like. I thought it was like face painting and you can hit penalties and that. You love, you love getting your face painted? I, don't know. <laughs> I can do Come that. Come back as Spider-Man. <laughs> do that at home. <laughs> But uh, I wish they had said they were going to be putting sessions on and all that sort of thing. Maybe maybe I didn't read into it enough, but it just seemed... You do, do you know what? I, I do think there was a bit of that. And those I was talking to someone that was sort of new, someone that was involved in organising of it. And it was originally meant to be in one of the bigger halls, apparently. But the ticket sales were slow until basically the week beforehand. Hmm. Um, but look, see if you ever want to promote a Celtic FC festival. <clears throat> I know the perfect guys to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I would have gone if I'd heard there was going to be a, a sunset terrace set from Bobby Petter oh, on, oh, DJ on the wheels of steel on the platters that matter <laughs> drop that bomb Bobby <laughs> I would have gone to that just as he bought <laughs> like you'd be like a Lemmy sketch there's a slam dent Bobby <laughs> glow sticks at Bobby Petter a bunch of 11 year olds all dancing at Bobby Petter's handbag house set 
Uh, I suppose on that bombshell, um, we, sh- that bomb. <laughs> we, will, we will end this episode of 20 Minute Tims. Um, just want to say thanks to you guys for listening. Thanks to everyone who supports us on the Patreon. There are numerous ways now to listen to this podcast. You can find us on Spotify, the Celtic News Now app, Instagram. No, you can't find us on Instagram. No. You can't listen to podcasts on Instagram. <laughs> what am I talking about? Um, iTunes and any Android app. If you like us, you can leave us a really nice review. Please. As far as the Patreon goes, yeah, you can find all the details of that. Patreon.com forward slash 20 Minute Tims. Loads of stuff coming up on that. And in previous weeks, as we've mentioned, we've had things like TMT Extra Time, a series of interviews with people from in and around the world of Celtic, public figures, comedians, former players, managers, etc. Got a couple lined up. Yeah, that's right. We've got... Having a rank, another one of those mm-hmm. on the way very soon. I was speaking to Tom about that yesterday as one of those dropping very soon and everyone loves another, having a rank. Ah, he's getting a bit big for his boots, that guy. <laughs> Brought him in at the tail end of the season and he's still in all the thunder. Meant to mention that we have uh, a new pair of contributors uh, who are doing the Keep the Heed podcast, mm-hmm. which is a, a mental health podcast for Celtic fans. So uh, that's going on for very well as well. So loads of stuff always coming right, out. It's not. I mean, all the stuff we do on the Patreon, it's not always Celtic related we're just trying to offer the people who support the podcast a little bit of this yeah. and a little bit of that mostly it'll be centred around yeah. Celtic um, and finally we have another episode of the O'Neill Years yeah the the jewel on the crown of the TMT oh, network yeah. the O'Neill Years episode 4 of that uh, will be with you very soon our documentary series and on that thanks for listening Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com.